Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. everybody and welcome to the show. My name is Jamie Lee and I'm joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. How are you, Jared? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> I had no clue until I asked you. Well, okay. Uh, question right off the bat, as I always like to do, mm-hmm. where do you think is a the underrated photo spot? at either Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios Florida. Like, what's a good place to take a picture that not many people know about that you have found in your in your travels? In my travels. Uh, I, care. I, I think it's a cool shot when you walk into Islands and you just go straight until you hit the little, uh, basically until you hit the water. You mean the smoking area down there? Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. is a smoking area. But I feel like if you've got a good like panoramic shot because you can see so much stuff from that angle mm-hmm. um you know what most people are looking at harry potter stuff i'd probably say in the harry potter areas um uh, yeah there's some, there's some you good can, ones you can do some cool shots in over in diagon alley with the stairs over there like subtle i mean obviously you've got the dragon Oh, um, you mean behind the bank? Yeah, like, right like and you've got it? the main street, which everyone's taking pictures of. But like, there's so many little spots in there. Like, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, you can kind of find some nooks and crannies to take some pictures. I mean, I know when they're for us, they have that window that says "Capture the Magic." They do I have mean, that. They do have that window. And, and funny enough, over the years, people have taken that picture and like sent it to us, which is kind I of funny. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's what 
it just comes at the top of my head. I'm sure there's more that I just can't think of. What about you? So I like, uh, I think this is a really good picture. So the bridge between London and the Simpsons area, you know, oh, that, yeah. that bridge that connects it. Mm-hmm. If you, if you put it like the, the camera facing the water, you could, and it, again, more like a panoramic shot. You can see like the, basically the whole park. Yeah. Like in the background, which, so I think that would be a cool, cool picture. Good point. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, just a curious little question. I'll have to I have think for about you. that and like go through. Yeah, because I'm sure there's some really cool spots that I'm just you know obviously the main ones you think of are like the Universal Globe and well those yeah the main well stuff, you got you yeah. got your you got your tried and true favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was just I was just curious about some some uh, not as well known picture spots, but um, okay. So for today's episode, we're we're going to talk about some news because we had some big news come out in the last like week. Um, so we definitely want to talk about that. It's almost like Universal is waiting. <laughs> Their timing is always interesting. I think they have news like, we're just going to wait until Disney drops something, and then we're just going to drop this. Well, yeah, Disney had a huge week last week with announcing a bunch of news, and then it was like the day after. Yeah. Universal's like, well, here's ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we have some news about that, and then we're also going to talk about how we became or why we became premier pass holders and using the express pass after four option or perk that you have with the with the annual pass in like why we prefer that over the preferred pass holder. Pass. So the how we did it's not that exciting. Yeah, not the how, but the why but the and why, like yeah. what and like what in, that all entails and and basically like how we feel like it's going to be worth it for us. But so that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, we want to mention that you, if you're wanting some more content from us, more, more live streams from the parks, like we did this past weekend, we were there on Thursday at Universal. Uh, if you want some extra shows, if you want some, oh, I don't know extra stuff discounts and everything you should join at club 32 yeah uh, like jamie said there's exclusive shows there's uh 20 off of c-team apparel and 1901 and 1901 candle company products year round so it's like black friday every day for you uh <laughs> like i said live streams in the parks we have music loops on the private podcast feed as well as the additional content and uh there's a private facebook group and I'm probably forgetting other things. There's a bunch of stuff. Club 32 show. You get more <laughs> access to us. If you got questions about yeah. trips or anything, you can you can always uh, reach us in there. So if you're interested in that, you can go to ctmvip.com. And that is where you can do monthly or yearly option. If you do a yearly, you get a free t-shirt. If you want to just, you can try it out for a week on a free trial uh, and then go into a monthly deal. But yeah, it helps us continue to grow the operation here, do what we do. And then in return, we give you additional content and all sorts of stuff. So again, ctmvip.com is where you go to check that out. Very good. Okay, so let's talk about some news this week. So the biggest I think we had come out was the announcement of two new, I will just call it theme park experiences. Um, and they're neither one are in Orlando or in Hollywood. So let's talk about what, we, what we're getting. Yeah, so uh, Universal Parks and Resorts ex- is expanding to Las Vegas and Texas. Yeah. Um, it says here, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Frisco, Texas are joining uh, the lineup to provide guests with more opportunities for world-class service, fantastic entertainment, and unforgettable memories. So out in Vegas, um, Basically, if you're a Halloween Horror Nights fan, you can experience this year-round. So they have a permanent yeah. year-round horror experience. Uh, That's going to be cool. Yeah, it says this offering will bring 
uh, it's scale so 20 acre expansion of the area 15 entertainment district. Universal Parks and Resorts have shared that the space will be continuously updated, host seasonal events, and provide an array of one-of-a-kind merchandise. So, yeah, so that's what's coming to Vegas, which is very perfect. interesting. That's yeah. a perfect spot for it. Well, and it's it's one of the things, I mean, Halloween Horror Nights has become sort of, it's, you know, like a really big thing for Universal. So, you mm-hmm. know, people obviously enjoy these types of things. Now, being yeah. year-round, I find interesting. I don't know how popular that's going to be outside of halloween for people but i mean oh it's gonna be very popular i could see it being much more pop culture based when it's not just around halloween maybe yeah like i could that's what i was uh, um, they haven't said that i'm just kind of assuming that's what they might do but yeah uh and the other announcement in texas is basically if you want to not deal with going to uh out west or the really hot you know florida summers and things like that uh, you can then go to Frisco, Texas, because they are building a new kid, uh, basically a kid-friendly theme park. Uh, it's kind of a one-of-a-kind thing. So, size to a regional audience, this park will provide family-friendly attractions, shows, merchandise, and more, attracting a younger demographic while still delivering the same world-class quality as other Universal Parks and Resorts locations. Uh, neighboring the new park will be a themed hotel. Promise to have an entirely different feel from anything existing in Universal's current collection. So this reminds me, and we we definitely talked about this and both agree, this feels very Peppa Pig theme park, Lego van, Legoland. Like it's giving that for sure. Yeah. And size, I feel scope. Like, I feel like that has proven the concept that it can work, that there's an audience mm-hmm. for that. And I think that's and it, yeah. if you look at it too from a theme park perspective, uh, it doesn't cost you as much. The rides and that stuff are very right. like they're, they're not these super high tech roller coasters like Velocicoaster. They're very you know kiddie friendly like preschool aged you know maybe kindergarten aged rides. So you don't have to do mm-hmm. anything insane. You can just have a well themed area. You have the land like it's not going to cost you near as much. Yeah, and kind of what we mean by Peppa Pig theme park esque is that you know. We, we, we went back a, like a year ago, almost, back mm-hmm. in February or March. I can't remember. Oh, no, it was in June. My bad. One anyway, or the other. One or the other. And, um, yeah, it's a, very, it's a very small park. It's very, like you said, geared toward toddlers, preschool, um, early elementary kids. And this, is, this seems very similar um, to that. Now, as far as, like, size, it doesn't really say how big it is. It didn't how give, many attractions or anything. Yeah, it doesn't even give you any ideas in the concept art about what the IPs would be either. I would assume, you know, one yeah. would assume. I see some yellow, which makes me think Minions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would assume Minions would be involved because that's, I mean, if you're talking Universal's <laughs> kid offerings, that's probably the main thing that they have. Right. But, yeah, so we don't, I mean, kind of what Universal does, same thing they did with Epic Universe. They announce it. They don't give you a lot of details. They kind of leave the details very hazy, and then eventually they'll like, the rumors will leak out. You'll find stuff through. They don't really hide necessarily what they do. Mm-hmm. They kind of let the rumors build, and then eventually they'll come out and tell everything what they're doing. But there's no timetable yeah. either for when this will be built. Uh, it seems like it's an early concept, but again, yeah, I I think this is really cool. And we were talking about this before. I think that Universal. I would love to know the timeline of this because I feel like they are trying to capitalize on an opportunity that maybe Disney has presented them um, in that breaking into the family-oriented stuff. Uh, no. I don't think we have a timeline right now. 
I don't think they've said anything about when this is expected to be done. No, I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that there was nothing yeah. that they said about timeline. Okay, yeah, but you're right though. I think I think yeah, I think Universal definitely does have some issues with with having things geared toward a younger fan base. Um, like we were just talking to Kendra from Zip Travel, and she was talking about how taking her daughter, her four year old daughter, who is small for her age, she can't even ride like almost any of the rides yeah. because she's so small. And so like, you know, of course you have Dr. Seuss landing and you've got like the kids zone, which will be something different. And then like a couple of the other rides here and there, like smattering of rides, but everything else is very much geared toward, you know, older children, teens, young adults because of the intensity of the rides and like the simulations and all that stuff. So this kind of thing I think is going to be kind of a test as well i think they're going to start it here see how it does and if this you know this model tends to work like if it's going to work well they're going to expand in other places around the country you know yeah and like i was saying i mean it's, it's a relatively low cost thing i mean they could open yeah. these up I, I would be very curious about why they chose frisco texas over any other spot but there's been rumor oh. rumors for a long time of disney opening mm-hmm. Another theme park. I mean, there was one almost opened in Virginia years ago. Yeah. Uh, there has been rumors forever about Texas being a spot that Disney would have another park. So it's interesting seeing Universal. And let's be really honest. The last 10 years, Universal has been the most uh, ambitious in terms of theme parks, especially compared to Disney. I'm sorry, but they just have been. They've been very aggressive. And it, it makes sense. They're hungry. They're one that they see the opportunity to capitalize on market share. And I think they're definitely – and they have the money – uh, they're they're well funded through Comcast, so they're definitely taking advantage of the opportunity, and I, I think they're doing it on the too because if you look at the animation side with movies, they beat. I mean, there were numerous articles a couple weeks ago. They've beat Disney for three straight years on the movie side with animation as well. So Disney's definitely fallen off on the animation side. Now they obviously have the IPs from you know like Little Mermaid and uh, Aladdin, all these ones that you know people grew up with. So Universal doesn't have that nostalgia but they might be building it now and then reaping those benefits 10 20 years down the road uh, and maybe what they're doing right now so yeah as they develop more of these ips you could definitely see more of these popping up not even just on these new lands but like inside universal studios islands of adventure i'm assuming epic universe as well so i love seeing it i think it's a really good idea and again it's it's um it's kind of a low risk move given it's a peppa pig styled very small uh themed land that is not going to be this you know i would assume to make a profit on this isn't going to take them 10 years you know it's got yeah. a shorter time span there yeah hope so <laughs> yeah so well, like, well i mean like again we have no timeline to this no my clue. guess would be within 10 years oh i much sooner than that we'll see i mean they i mean they still have to build epic universe I know, so but I mean, like, that. they can do it in... in they can. The I know. Time. I'm just saying uh, I, they just didn't give any timeline at sure. all. Sure, so sure. We don't know what, what phase this is, really. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, next story we're going to talk about is that there is a new Barney Gras token experience, which sounds interesting. Yeah. So the Mardi Gras token experience is for a select number of universal... Uh, AP holders, uh, super fans, to enjoy the resort in a whole new way. You can earn points from home, buy points, and find points in Universal Orlando Resort to redeem for tokens. 
Each of the, the three tokens available for redemption offer a unique experience. There are three tokens you can redeem points for. My Say, My Day, and My Way, each of which unlocks an activity. So, on the My Say, it says the My Say token lets us hear from you. We'll ask you to vote five times to influence uh, Universal Orlando AP benefits at the resort. These include exclusive entrances, swag, experiences, and more. And they say they want the super fans weighing in. Uh, the My Way, it says leave your mark. Uh, it says ever wish you could create your own souvenir. The My Way token lets you create and customize a digital Mardi Gras button, which you can drop in the resort. You can also view and react to other users' buttons in the AR viewer. And then the My Day token says, just for you, the first 150 super fans to redeem the My Day token will unlock access to a special Mardi Gras party in the resort uh, for the token holder and one guest only. Uh, let's see here. It says, wondering how you can uh, get, let's see. How can you how can you get the, yeah. the tokens? How can you get the tokens? So to play to earn at home. So it's complete tasks like watching a video, taking a survey, or posting on your favorite social media handle. You can buy points. So you can buy uh, you can purchase packs of five points or twenty five points from our store. Purchase points will need to be used or it will expire when the test ends on March fifth. And then it says find points in the resort. Points have been hidden around the resort for you to collect. Use the map to get close and the AR viewer to capture points. So, yeah. So, this is brand new. They've never... I don't think they've ever done, like, this kind of thing before. I've never heard of anything like this, really. So, yeah. Different ways to earn it and different ways... Like, different things you can do with the tokens. But basically, you do this, collect them in order to be granted access to this special Mardi Gras party, which is kind of cool, mm -hmm. right? Um. So one of the things I was thinking of, so it says you can play to earn at home. So you can do the tasks at home, like the videos, the surveys, et cetera. You can find points hidden around the resort or the buying points one where you can buy packs of five points or 25. Um, what's, what's to stop someone from saying, oh, I really want the Mardi Gras party. I'm just going to buy all the points I need to get it. Like, yeah. are we going to have a lot of that? Because... That was definitely a concern from a lot of people that were kind of paying attention to this, like what it's going to be and like how you can get points and stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't, I mean, like I, I again, this is new, so we don't really know what's going to happen or how many people would actually do that or if anybody would be actually interested in this. I don't know. That's the thing too. It's hard but, to know how much of a, it, it seems a little like just from on its face, it seems a little complicated ish. Like it doesn't um, seem super straightforward. I feel like there's going to be some confusion. I understand what they're saying. Like, I'm not saying mm -hmm. I'm confused. I, I could see there being some confusion from people about exactly mm -hmm. what this is and what they can do with it. So, it, it'll be, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I like the fact that they're doing something like this for yeah. APs. It's very unique, yeah. but I don't know in terms of, like, how coveted these things are going to be. Yeah. I'm just, I just wanted to pass along the information because... I when I read about it, I was like, "This is interesting." So, like when they say hidden in the resort, I'm just curious. I mean, they're obviously. You, I'm assuming you're, there's going to be in the app an AR viewer that you look through, and it gives yeah. you hints and things. It'll, so, be, it'll be something like that. Um, but there's no other information about it. They didn't say. They didn't say like when it would officially start. They didn't say like how you can access all this stuff. It just says like this is going to happen. So yeah, interesting. Yep, I like the idea of it. I mean. Yeah. 
I'll tell you right now, I love what Universal does for APs. So well, we're actually gonna we're actually gonna right. talk well, about this on the show. I know what I'm just saying. So this is yet another thing that they do that is just <laughs> really cool. Yeah, um, and the last news story we're going to talk about is that uh, Universal Orlando partnership for Sunreal Station near Orange County Convention Center and Epic Universe. So we we knew this was already happening, but they kind of came out and said, "Okay, this is actually like what we're doing." Um, it was kind of rumored. It yeah. wasn't like super concrete. I mean, w- yeah, we had talked about it a few months ago, but the the rumors of how it came about were basically Universal stepped up and said like will help with some funding if you basically put it near where Epic Universe is going to be. And it seems it probably is what happened here. So uh, it says Orlando's right rail coalition and universal Orlando resort today announced significant progress toward realizing the vision of commuter rail connectivity throughout central Florida. Uh, says one of the fastest growing regions in the nation. Uh, the limited purpose public entity will plan, finance, construct, operate and own and maintain a new Orange County Convention Center Sunrail station, which advocates a, uh, or excuse me, advances a key priority for Sunrail. Uh, the program creates a commuter rail line between the Orlando International Airport and the Orange County Convention Center, expanding Sunrail and connecting Central Florida communities across the region. When complete, it will provide important regional connectivity for residents, including more than 100,000 local workers in the International Drive area. Uh, the corridor will also connect residents and visitors to Brightline, the privately run intercity rail, uh, currently serving Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, and coming in 2023, the Orlando International Airport. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically like they're, they're just teaming up to have a, have a way for people to, cause it's close to Epic Universe. Yeah. I, you know? I think what the, so a limited purpose public entity and what they say here is plan, finance, construct. Basically, I believe that's their way of saying this. What Universal, Universal said, we will help finance this. Yeah. So this is what this is. This this limited purpose thing is going to be financing and operating and things like that. So it seems that that rumor was true. And again, I I think this is a really big deal because yeah. this is essentially Universal's answer to a non-existent thing Disney had, which is the Magical Express. Which now you can take this. Now this, I'm not assuming this will be free. We haven't said anything about pricing or if Universal maybe who knows what they'll do with this, but you are going to have a super convenient way for people to get from the airport to Universal Studios property, uh, and that's that's a big deal. Plus, you know, it connects to all over Florida, so I think this is a really smart move with by Universal and gives them a something. You know, obviously Disney doesn't have this it, now. I'm sure it can still serve Disney in some way because it's around the same area, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be directly plugged into their property well and universal is pledging 13 acres of land to the district at no cost to the taxpayers to be used for the convention center station with intermodal capability and a substantial section of rail corridor um and it's a bunch basically just a bunch of they're giving up the capital like you said like they're just providing it right and but they want this um when you think about the traffic on especially on i-4 um, and coming from like the airport into the universal area, into the Disney area, I really, really hope that having this kind of rail going from, you know, over by Orange County Convention Center from the airport, mm-hmm. like what that is going to do, hopefully for the traffic, it's going to ease traffic a little bit. I don't know if it will, 
But well, it gives you an opportunity if you're coming in, you don't have to worry about the traffic. True. I mean, I don't, I don't know True. how much. I don't think it's going to ease anything up at four by any means. No, but but they're not even. I mean, in this, you know what they're talking about? Yeah, they're talking about tourists, kind of, but they're mostly focusing on the workforce, like getting people to and from their jobs. Somewhat, yes, I'm sure they really are focusing on that. Well, and if you look to Universal's, you know, basically financing this, but one thing that from Universal's perspective is they finance as they build this station, all this stuff like that, but they're not going to be paying for the operating costs. Correct. That's going right. to be Brightline, right. which I'm sorry, Universal sitting there going like, sure, we'll build this thing and we'll be, you, you know, you handle the operating costs, we'll handle the station and both are going to be happy in this, you know, in this scenario. So I, I think again, if Universal has the capital to do this type of stuff. I mean, right now in this given state, Disney doesn't really have the capital to do these types of things. Versus yeah. Universal does, which sets up mm-hmm. a very interesting little battle with Disney and Universal in that, like, Universal is pretty flush with cash. I mean, they can kind of, you know, do things like this and they have a lot more flexibility. Now, they did say that they would support the operation and maintenance about $2 million annually. So My guess, though, is the they, maintenance of that station. I would not assume. The, not the I rail. I mean, I don't see them. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them offering any maintenance on the actual rail line itself or the train. Okay. I would assume it would just be that station because... Gotcha. I don't know how you, yeah, I don't, like we'll pay a percentage of the operating cost of the train versus we'll just operate the station. It, that's my guess. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Excited to see this happen. So, I mean, it's going to take a little bit, but. Again, there's no timeline on this that I've heard. <laughs> I mean, Epic Universe opens in like two and a half years. So, maybe by then? I don't know. I don't know how quickly. I mean, I know some of these rail lines have been proposed in a lot of cities and they're very inconsistent and actually getting built in the timelines for him. So honestly, anymore when it comes to theme parks and you see something announced, this is kind of something we were talking about the other day, but kind of learned with theme park stuff. It's like when something's announced, there's no timeline given. I just assume within 10 years, (laughs) I'm sure it can be less or probably is less, but in my mind to just go, okay, well the next decade, because I think sometimes, especially with Disney, they'll throw out dates and it may or may not even happen. And if it does oh, happen, yeah. it's going to be forever. So it's just things take a little long. I mean, from the time now, Universal moves quicker than Disney. That is one thing. But that is very. I true. don't think this is involved. Obviously, this just isn't just Universal. This is involving another company. So sure. no clue as to how quickly they tend to build stuff and things like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to talking about premiere annual passes at Universal Orlando. So um, this past week, we decided that we were going to upgrade our preferred passes to premier passes. And we're going to talk about what perks you get with the the top tier pass and, you know, kind of why we switched and um, why, you know, the best perk, I think, is, which is we'll talk about in a minute and uh, how we used it on uh, on Thursday like what we think about it. So um, first thing we're going to talk about is basically prices. So like for the premier pass at Universal Orlando, which is the top tier pass, um, what is it for the non-Florida residents? Like how much is it for a two-park premier pass? A two-park premier pass is $754.99. And that's like a lump sum. Like if you were to pay it all together yeah. at once. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing Universal does is they do offer uh, monthly payments even if you're out of state. And they call that flex pay. Yeah. Uh, then the three-park premier, premier pass is uh, $944.99. Okay. And then for Florida residents, it's a little bit cheaper. 
It is. So the two park premier pass, excuse me, the two park premier pass is six hundred and thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and the three park premier pass is eight hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And again, both those are available for what they call flex pay. Yes. Um, so if you compare, you know, not to go into discussion to compare to Disney too much, but if you look at those prices compared to what Disney has to offer, like yes, they are a little bit cheaper, but not not. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're pretty close in price given, you know, um, the fact that this is only two or three parks and then Disney's, you know, four or even the water park option. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we've talked about before, I, I think Universal does offer some perks more to the APs than Disney does. One mm-hmm. thing that Universal does do is you do, if you're a brand new AP holder, you do enter into a contract, same as Disney. But the difference mm-hmm. is once your contract is up, you just fall into month to month with Universal. Like you keep paying, mm-hmm. your your price doesn't go up. And like with us, we upgraded our passes. And so we didn't have to get into a new contract by any means. Mm-hmm. But with Disney, you have to keep, cha- you have to enter a new contract every single year to do it. Right. So Universal definitely makes it a little easier. That gives you some flex- flexibility yeah. uh, in, that, in that sense. And if you're curious how this works um, upgrading wise, we had to pay the difference you pay the difference between yeah from so the like, upgrade one up front right so, we, so your monthly payments are the same correct yeah so we didn't have to increase our monthly payments at all from here we just paid the difference of what we would pay for the whole i guess end of the year and then whenever our passes are are expired or up for renewal then we sign a new contract no no. We do not sign oh. a new contract. It'll just, what'll happen is at the end, so this time next year, uh, whatever, the, you know, that's where it's paid up until that difference is. And then it'll change so the monthly rate will, will reflect oh. what it is per year. So okay, our monthly okay, rate okay. that we're paying per month is still the same as we had as preferred. It's just now we upgraded, we had to pay that difference. Okay. So next year it'll Got just change so the monthly it. payment will be different. Got it. So there's still no okay. contract entering into. It's still just a month-to-month situation. Okay. All right. But if we ended it at this point, we paid the difference, so it would be kind of dumb to like, <laughs> right. not continue going. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the perks that are included with this tier of pass holder. Um, okay, so the first one, no blockout dates. Yeah. None gives at all. You, gives you the most flexibility. You can go whenever you want. Now, Preferred had no blockout dates for um, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios uh, Florida, but it did have blockout dates for Volcano Bay, and it was always in, like, the hottest part of the summer. And, I mean, the times that we wanted to go, there was, like, two weeks in there. I was like, I want to go to Volcano Bay last year, and we couldn't because we were blocked out. I was like, that's kind of a... So, no blockout dates for any of the three parks, if you choose the three-park pass, but um, that's kind of nice. Go whenever yes. you want. Yep. Uh, number two, Universal Express Pass after four. And this is what we're going to talk about a lot today. So exp- explain the Universal Express Pass after four perk. Well, so the Universal Express Pass in general is their cut the line pass system they have. So you can buy this each day if you want to. Mm-hmm. Usually runs well over $100 per person yeah, uh, but- and lets you cut the line. I mean, if you're familiar with Disney, it's like the fast pass system, but just over here. Uh, you can also get it if you stay in a premier hotel, it's mm-hmm. included, or if you're an AP holder on the premier side, you get it after 4 p.m. So the only difference is if you're a pass holder, 
you can't ride the same ride over and over again like you can with the other ones. You have one. It's it's basically like each person can ride a ride once with the with the express pass, and then you have to ride something. You can't use it again, basically, right for that ride. Yeah. So like like you said, the Premier Hotels, Portofino, uh, Royal Pacific, and Hard Rock Hotel have the option of unlimited express pass. Mm-hmm. Um, express pass after four, and there are some some options of buying an actual express pass like at the gate or with your ticket you can select just the one one time only yeah you know ride um but uh yeah it's a nice it's a nice thing go after 4 p.m until the park closes i mean it's one of the reasons we upgrade i mean there was a few reasons but one of the reasons we upgraded was this because um you know given we live two hours away we can do day trips Mm-hmm. Uh, and things like that. So we're thinking, you know, but we, it is really not. I mean, once you use the Express Pass, it's really, really hard not to have it. Like, <laughs> it really, and it's so much easier to use versus Disney system. Like, you basically mm-hmm. just go into the line, they scan it, and you're in. Like, you don't have to schedule anything. You don't have to sit there and, like, get a, get a time and all this stuff. So yeah. for us, we're thinking, you know, if we do this, you know, especially with, you know, your your mom being able to help out the kids a little bit more now, um, we could just go on a day trip we don't have to stay in a hotel. So we would mm-hmm. save money not doing this. We just go there, you know, stay till park close and head home and get all the usage out of it. So I think in that sense, like you can make an argument if you're a local, it can actually save you some money because you may not, you know, have to get a hotel to, uh, to right. get the express pass. And that was part of my, my thing with it is I wanted to upgrade and get the universal express pass after four because I knew we probably wouldn't be staying in a premier hotel very much. Um, the last like, I guess it was the last two years, we kind of been doing a lot of hotel reviews and we hadn't stayed at like almost all of the hotels at Universal. So we've just been staying a few nights here and there, like reviewing them. So we've stayed at all the hotels now. We've got all of that, all of that going. So I, th- I think it won't, we won't have to feel, feel pressured, not, not pressured, but like just not feel the urge to like want to stay at a Universal's premier hotel. Universal's been pressuring us. No, they're not pressuring us. Um, so we don't feel like if we want the Express Pass, we have to stay at a premier hotel. Like now with this pass holder perk, we can just, you know, maybe stay at like Dockside or Surfside or Cabana Bay or something and save some money that way and then still have the Express Pass use. Yeah, for sure. So um, when we so we went on Thursday, we upgraded our passes um, and we got there like at two or two thirty, maybe ish. Um, how many times did we use the Express Pass this day? I believe we used it six times. We yes. So it closed at seven. Mm-hmm. Parks closed at seven. So three hours of Express Pass use, and we got we got six rides. Now we did <laughs> we did go on the Hogwarts Express from Islands over to Universal, and. Um, that, oh, for whatever, it's because of our stroller. It took forever because of our stroller. And I think if we, it would have taken less time had we not had a stroller, but. Well, the reason it takes a while with the stroller is with the train, you'll hear them say, they don't come out and say like no more strollers. They come out and they'll say, uh, put a hold on, uh, cargo, cargo, which means don't allow any more strollers because they can or, only hold, or wheelchairs right because they can only hold so many on each train mm-hmm. so basically we got put into a side holding area uh to get on so again we getting up to that spot was really quick it's just getting onto the actual train we had to wait right um so it probably took us uh i don't know it, i mean it took us about the same amount of time it would have without it but it's just one of those things with the train like it happens yeah. sometimes you just have to do that but yeah uh, yeah 
we would have maybe a little extra time. And we did want to go over to the kids zone and see it one more time before it was closing because it's it's we're recording this on january 15th and it is the last day of operation so it's officially closed it now yeah well we rode woody woodpecker we didn't even did the, that. We used the, the nut coaster or whatever it's called. you know it didn't have a long line but the thing about even that one is you use the express pass we were just right there and like i mean we literally walked straight onto it right so it's like yeah it, it probably saved it to I, i'd say 15 minutes at least right on there um I guess the the rides that you would most want to use it on would be rides like Escape from Gringotts. Yeah, you can't um, use it on Hagrid's. Hagrid's and Velocicoaster do not have Express Pass. Yeah. So, but that's the same for everybody, not yeah. just ours. But that's something to keep in mind. Now, this day wasn't really busy. Not at all. <laughs> so it was one of, I mean, we've used Express Pass before, so we, we know how it works. And mm-hmm. we know that it is, it is and on a busy day, it's great to have. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but I mean, it. I think most of the rides we were looking at like fifteen, maybe twenty minute waits. It just wasn't right. a super it busy just day. Wasn't. Yeah, which is which is fine. It was just great, and uh, but we just we were excited to give it a try and see how many we could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're happy to have it. Um, okay, uh, moving on to another perk. So this is something that Jared really wants to talk about is um, valet and prime self parking after first visit. And I'll just go through this real quick. It says, valet discount is not valid on Eve at Universal City Walk, Barney Gras, Carson Nights, 4th of July, and Halloween Horror Nights event nights. Full price applies on event days after 7. It's valid at Universal Orlando parking garages only, not valid for parking at any of the resort hotels. So, valet and prime self-parking are included. Just... You know, we've talked, I think we mentioned the valet before, but let's go ahead and say it again. So how does the valet system work at uh, CityWalk? Um, so the system works is you have a separate, uh, you got to pay attention to the signage. There's a whole separate parking lot area you go into. You don't go into the main entrance like you would if you're driving in. So that you'll see it says valet. Um, where we came from, you turn to the right. I'm sure you can turn to the left if you came the other way. I don't know. I don't remember which direction he that was. He doesn't know the streets. I don't know which direction <laughs> it was, but we turned right into it. Um, so we, you go in there and you you go around and you pull into a porticochere and they'll tell you to pull over. Um, they'll ask you your name, phone number, and they'll give you a ticket. And mm-hmm. then you basically – so at that point, um, that's all you do. So you, they take the car and then you go – you have your own – uh, little security line. When I say little, I mean tiny. That you just walk through takes two seconds. There's nobody waiting. Yeah, go yeah. through it. You go upstairs and you're in City Walk. Um, and just for, and if you're not familiar where this is, like as far as like where you go into City Walk. So if you're coming from the parking garages or even the buses, if you're staying on uh, property, you come into like the big, the big area with all of the metal detectors and the security areas like that big circle mm-hmm. right so you go through security and then there's two moving walkways and in the middle of the, the two moving walkways there's a little gap where you just have to walk okay in that gap if you look to your i guess it's to your right if you're going in if you're going in and it's like right next to like the um the mini golf area um there's a set of escalators in an in a elevator and that's the valet area where you would access it downstairs so when you come up you're you have to go one walkway and you're in city walk. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And I'm sure there are probably, you know, if you do this first thing in the morning with the park, there's probably going to be a little bit of a line. I would assume, I don't know Maybe. how many people use it, but you might have a line there, but I will say it's much easier, much less hectic versus if you've ever gone through 
security in the main part of City Walk. Uh, it's it's not. I mean, it's security, but it's definitely hectic to to say the least. But you do this. Uh, and I think valet is one of the most, I don't, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this as a perk, but like, I feel like it's so underrated because it's so much yeah. easier to get in and out. Uh, I didn't really realize it too. Our, our friends have premier premier passes and I went with him and we did something and I was like, I was blown away. I was like, this is really? And he's like, yeah, it's great. And now granted yeah. you can't use it on the, you know, some of the big, uh, events like Halloween Horror Nights, especially, Things like that, but on the, just a normal park day, it's a great park. And then when you get done, you have to have your AP card. So when you go down, you go you go back to there's a booth there. You give them your ticket, and then you show them your AP card, and then it's they'll just pull it up for you, and you get in and you go. Like it's really pretty simple, and yeah. uh, works really well. Yeah, um, I was surprised by it. I'm I'm excited to, to do it again. Um, like I said, there are some restrictions on when you can use it and they do fill up sometimes. So you may not be able to do it if it's a really busy day, they may have no spots left. Um, so just prepare yourself for that. Yeah. And, um, they do charge, depending on when you come to park and when you pick it up, they do charge different rates if you're not a pass holder. And if you are a pass holder, it's like discounted in certain areas. There's a big sign. I should have taken a picture, but there's a big sign that gives you all like the rundown of all the pricing structures. So, um, I know basically the main ones were two hours and under. I think it was like twenty seven dollars, and then everything over that was seventy five for the day. Yeah, no, no, seventy five is a lot. Normal rate. So, yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at this and you use valet, uh, you know, a handful of times, it pays for itself. Yeah, you know, if, if that's something you were going to use anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then um, there's also free and discounted self parking in the in the garage. So like, if you're not in the prime parking spot or valet, this would be that too. Mm-hmm. Um, early park admission for Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida only. So you every day, I believe every day, you get the yeah you, every day you get early theme park entry, which is an hour before the regular hour start. Yes. Um, so other pass holder tiers do have this as well, but they do have only specific dates they can do this. Premier has no blockouts for this. Mm-hmm. So so that's good. Um, you get discounted food and merchandise. You get universal hotel room discounts, up to 30% off Premier resorts. And uh, and uh, I think it's 25 of 25 for the prime value and the value resorts. And you do get more of it. So the, the way that discounts work on like merchandise and food and things at, at Universal. And by the way, you get discounts on all the food, coffee and everything. Like, you know, Disney's much different. The, the quick service, no matter what, you get discounts. But I think the... There's certain restrictions, but yeah. There's some restrictions, but yeah. generally speaking. But yeah. Premier, you get 15% off. So that's the most... Mm-hmm. The most you get, so they're tiered, so you get the biggest discount as if as your from your house. Yes. Right. For instance, like we got some Annie and pretzels, uh, it saved like two fifty off that. So you know, yeah. if you're gonna eat in the parks, especially it does, and even on City Walk, it, it's definitely gonna add up. Yeah, another big reason why we wanted to upgrade to Premier Pass holder was you get one free Halloween Horror Nights ticket for any non-peak event night. Uh, nights this is offered is announced beforehand. So they'll give you like a list of when the pass holders can be, can use their ticket. Um, so this past year was the second year in a row I've gone. And like, I'm thinking about like the cost of the ticket versus like basically the difference between a preferred and a, and a premiere. And I'm like, why am I not 
I mean, it basically pays for itself. I mean, it kind of, I mean, kind of, yeah. And, you know, you had talked about doing Halloween Horror Nights in 2023 with me. So I was like, well, why don't we just. Well, it's been requested. It's been requested. Because apparently people want me to catch a case out here. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, But if it's going to happen, I was like, well, you know, it's now granted that this does not include uh, the Express Pass as part of. Halloween Horror Nights, you'd have to pay extra for that. You do have to pay extra, but you for do it. get yeah. a free Halloween Horror Nights ticket. So if that is something you want to do, anyways, uh, you know, is a nice, definitely a nice perk to have. I, I mean, essentially, this is like a, having a Disney. If Disney did this on an AP, it'd be like you get a free entry into like either the Halloween party or the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is really the level of perk it is. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, you get admission to select special events and concerts like Mardi Gras concerts, um, discounts on select theme park and special events tickets. So for example, you get 15% off multi-day theme park admission tickets purchased at the front gate. Um, this is for other people, I guess. And then you can save up to 30% off base rates. Plus enjoy a free single car class upgrade at budget and Avis, which is good. Okay. Um, and some other special door perks you have, um, you have a universal Orlando annual pass holder lounge. So right now, well, I see it used to be at like, I think it's called studio styles. It is closed at universal Florida or universal studios, Florida park. Um, they closed it right now, so it's not open. Um, so everything is in like the tune extra area over at islands. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be opening hopefully soon. Um, now this is available to any passholder. Yeah, not I'm sorry. Just, not just Premier. Yes, and then the pa- the 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 lounge is like merchandise in there. Usually they're giving out something like free magnets, pins, lanyards. We did get they gave us you got a free lanyard. We did get a free lanyard, other, which actually was it's nice. It's a it's Universal pretty. AP lanyard. I mean, it, you know how much do those run if you get a lanyard in the stores at Universal? <sighs> it's ten to fifteen dollars, yeah. depending. But it's a nice little, you know, got a little unique design to it. Yeah, and we do we do use ours when we're at the parks a lot, so it's nice to have. Um, there's um, special food and drinks for pass holders. Like some restaurants will have special pass holder dishes and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And then they have a annual pass holder appreciation month, which is usually in September. And again, it's a whole slew of stuff. Again, free free buttons and uh special sometimes special events sometimes yeah. special merchandise sometimes special whatever so but it's a whole month of appreciation for the annual pass holders which it's i much which ap- much I, appreciated i appreciate thank yes. you um and then the last thing i want to mention is that when you renew and pay in full like if you renew your pass and you pay in full you get 20 percent off of the pr- of the price it's not about. I mean, that's a, di- that's a big discount. It is if you want to pay that you know, the upfront money. I mean, it, depending on how many people you have, can be a little pricey, but it definitely mm-hmm. can save you money in the long run. Well, let's say you have a. Th- let's say you're a non-Florida resident, and you want to get a three park premier pass, and you pay upfront. It would save you almost two hundred dollars. Yeah. Like if you pay for it upfront, that's a huge savings. Yeah, it is. Um, if you're if you just do like the two park experience, seven hundred fifty dollars originally, you still save a hundred and fifty bucks. So I mean, like that's I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's just my opinion. But like uh, Disney, I think offers fifteen still. Yeah. For I mean, real. it just comes down to if you you know how you know people talk about cash flow versus like lump sum. It's like however you want to handle. Um, how you look at money in that sense. But yeah, I mean, if you've got the, the 
money to do it up front, you can definitely save a little bit of money. I mean, if you look at it that way, it makes if you're if you want to do Premiere and you paid up front, it definitely almost covers the cost between Preferred and Premiere. If you did that, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's basically that's basically what you get as a Premiere Pass holder at Universal. Um, is there anything that you would like to see Universal do? for pass holders that they don't already do that would that is you know uh, probable or that's a good question possible I, but not like outlandish <laughs> yeah um i mean they do uh, it's you know they do so much and they do a lot more than disney does if i'm yeah. being quite honest so it's it's one of those things where i don't want to sit here and like you know start asking for a ton more necessarily because i'm trying to think of top of my head i can't think of anything i mean the only thing i think of maybe it would be some shirt designs that maybe would AP only like more stuff like that. They do have some stuff that they do for that. Um, ugh, I mean, I would always take a bigger discount. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're asking wish lists here, I'm just like, Hey, um, but I don't, is there anything that sticks out to you that you had in mind? Um, I mean, not especially, I think they do a really good job. No, I, I agree. I think they, I definitely feel appreciated. I'll get it that way. Like the the lounge is cool. Like you're talking about going in there. It's a nice spot in the summer if it's really hot outside. It's got air conditioning in there. You can get some, you know, they do have like that. You can buy sodas and things, but they have that one machine where it like freezes the Coke instantaneously mm-hmm. to make it icy. Uh, we did get like an annual pass holder refillable freestyle cup that was kind of cool there. Um, and then, yeah. So, you know. I mean, I guess in there, like you can charge your phone and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool having that in there. I mean, maybe more. Uh, okay, here's one thing I guess I could do in the lounge, sort of like just given we had gone recently up to the DVC lounge mm-hmm. over at Disney, is maybe have a station where you do get complimentary snacks and drinks and things. Yeah, because the DVC lounge did like have that. like a freestyle machine. You could get, uh, you know, like popcorn, and it wasn't like a meal, but it was, you know, there's a nice little thing you go up there and just hang out. So maybe something like yeah. that, like some snacks in there, uh, where you could go in there and, or maybe that's, you know, maybe if you're a premiere, you get that. Like they could even tier that, but I think that would be kind of nice, you know, but you'd have to make that area a little bit bigger because it's pretty tight in there. It's yeah. Not very big. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically it. That's all we wanted to say. Just that, I, I mean, I'm excited to keep going to Universal this year and experience yeah. all that this Premier Pass holder, pass, Premier Pass has to offer. I agree. And oh. why it's taken two and a half years, I will never know. Uh, I mean, we just worked into it. <laughs> that's true. Right. Um, I, one thing I will say, and this goes to Disney and Universal APs, can they just make the, the AP cards like they they stamp the name like on a credit card does because I've had this issue mm-hmm. with both of them where if you put your AP in your wallet and stuff, eventually, cause they write your name in permanent marker, mm-hmm. but it rubs off. It does. So like I ran into this problem. I went to show, we went to world of Disney and I showed it for the discount something for our daughter and the name had rubbed off. And she was like, well, you need to put your name in here. I was like, well, it was, so you can run this issue where, I yeah. mean, you can show it on your app, I'm sure, but I'm just like, I feel like they you can just pretty easily just stamp the name on there. You don't have to worry about this issue, but yeah. that's a very small thing. But I'm just saying that's something that I thought of just off the top of my head. Well, yeah, they definitely want you to use the app if you have it, for sure. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's all, uh, that's all we're going to talk about with the annual passes. Um, we will be at Universal the first week of... February, the first weekend, experiencing the first weekend of Mardi Gras. 
Yeah. Mardi Gras. Checked out Mardi Gras the first time last year. Yeah. So, and we'll be there. um, It'll be Friday through Sunday and no children. No children this time. Is it Friday through Sunday? I mean, that's when we're going to stay there. Oh, okay. Um, But uh, just so you know, the last time we went to Disney or Universal without our kids, because we did the, the... Club 32 meetup in November. Our kids were still with us at Disney. Your mom just came. But my mom was just there to yeah. help us out. The last time we have been without them was September of 2021. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was the last time. Yeah. So so this is this is very overdue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Mardi Gras, like, you know, it's yeah. not the most it's not the most kid friendly of festivals, I would say. Oh, Although no. our daughter had a really good time last year. She did. She did. And we'll go with them even, well, again because yeah. the, the festival lasts like three months or two months or something. Um, so, you know, she'll get to experience it. But just this first weekend is is just a little mommy, daddy, Mardi Gras time. <laughs> Which sounds not the best, but that's what it is. Hey, you know, we got to cover. So it's, I will say, it's much easier to cover things whenever, because, you know, our, what are you talking about? our kids know. are great and they, you know, but kids want things. And then our son is, you know, as you know, when the kids start getting a little older, they, they start getting more opinions. And then you got two of them having opinions. And then, mm. you mm. know, it's, mm. it's, uh, but, but no, it's, they're great. And honestly, I do love the fact that both of our kids really do like going Universal. Like there's, oh, they love you know, it. It, there's a lot of stuff that they've uh, really enjoyed doing. They both love Minions. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really happy with the fact that more Minion stuff is coming. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very interested yes. to see what they do with the kids zone. Uh, I think our daughter's at a point now where she might start getting into Harry Potter a little bit. Maybe we. She did ask for a wand. And I asked her, do you know anything about Harry Potter? As far as like the books or the spells. She's like, yeah. I was like, what is one spell? What's like one spell that you would do? And she just made out something. I was like, let's let's maybe start reading the books and then we'll we'll yeah. get into the wand. So it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, she likes that stuff. But yeah, so that I mean, for, as as a family, we we all enjoy all the, the universal stuff. So we I do. I definitely looking forward to taking advantage. I've I mean, obviously, I love the the. Uh, express pass but the valet thing for me like mm-hmm. anytime i can just bypass large swaths of security lines and humans in general you're like hey yeah. you can bypass all this stuff and just go straight in here and be like i'm in like, yeah that's great so yeah well what you shouldn't bypass is listening to the rest of our shows on this network that was a that Ooh, was a pretty good so segue. good yeah uh, you drew too much <laughs> attention to this segue though you gotta you gotta segue it without yeah i thought it was great yeah, no um, it, was really, it was really good thank you so don't forget to check out our other shows we've got the capture the magic main podcast with jared and i on thursdays it's the news about disney we usually have a topic as well we've got trip tales twice a month that's my show on uh some mondays where i talk about a disney or universal vacation and uh, from a from a special guest, and I just had one come out last week, so I'll have a new one next Monday, um, and then obviously Universal show once a month on uh, Mondays, and then we've got Outside the Bubble, which we do once a month on Mondays as well. Um, we try to do those as much as we can. You know, our show is focused on Disney and Universal mostly, but we try to kind of expand outside of those bubbles and into the uh, greater Orlando area or beyond. So that's what that show covers. 
Hence the name outside the, name. the bubble. Yes. Uh, one thing I did want to add on the the normal show uh, that comes out on Thursdays, we do a live recording of that in Club Thirty Two on Wednesday nights. We do. So that's an extra live stream where we you we can do. you can watch it earlier than anybody else if you want. Yeah. And we usually hang out and chat before we do the show in there. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. And we're also on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Twitter, kind of. Um, so follow us all on those uh, those platforms if you would. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Capture the Magic, where we post uh, clips of the show, uh, the full full show, full, like full length shows we are put on the <laughs> podcast or put on the YouTube. Yes. And uh, as well as vlogs, which we will be doing like once a week um, of us in the park. So if you're if you want to see our faces while we do the things. Then subscribe to yeah. our our channel, and we do there. have some universal ones coming up specific. So yeah, uh, those we got a lot more of those coming up. We do have some Christmas ones that are in; they were in the queue that were they're going to be coming out very soon. So, so expect those in like April you, when you, you feel real Christmas. Yeah, if you enjoy Christmas <laughs> in January, you can still check those out. But Absolutely. you know, it'll be out there for next Christmas. You can check those out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's it from us today. So thank you, Jared, for for being for being awesome and being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And you as well. Thank you. And uh, thank you everybody for listening or watching. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.